Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Welcome to Section 304 Podcast, where we're drinking beers and talking ears. Well, at least Diddy and I last night were drinking beers and talking ears at a Drummies. I made it. Diddy did not. Yeah, as soon as he sent a text like, hey, we're at, we're at Drummies, Joe. It's like, he's not coming in. But yeah. gone, gone for six weeks, I, uh, I made my tour of the Nitro St. Albans area started off at Catherine's, then Catherine's to the cafe, cafe to Drummies. And, How's and, the new brewery place? The uh, the tap? Yes. The tap is very nice. Is it? Yes. We should we should pick a day. We should pick a day and I'll sit down and go to the tap. The I like tap. the tap. But, so, six-week hiatus. Welcome back, Yost. Yeah, it feels good to be back. You no. didn't miss a whole lot, I can tell you that. No. Basketball season didn't end very well. No, it ended like like I predicted. It did. I mean that's that, that I was really hoping that I'd make those predictions, put it out there and be completely, completely, completely wrong. And I was spot on with it. Yeah, I, I tell you what, watching Iowa State get to the sweet sixteen was frustrating because we were better than them. No excuse. Oh. I mean, even Arkansas, you know, that was a team we got down big against, then got back in the game and made it very, very interesting. And you can't tell me that watching us play against those teams that there was any excuse for us to finish with a 15 and, what, 16 record? Yeah. No excuse. Yeah, I don't I don't know where we go from here. There's a lot of speculation. There was – there's a lot of smoke around Frank Martin joining the staff, which I think not. Ha- he's going to UMass, right? Yeah. And now, happening. now I think had he not gone to UMass, you know, would would that have been a possibility? Probably, you know. But Frank Martin is fairly young, ish. You know, I mean, he's he's still got time. He's as in a, his mid fifties. Yeah, he's still got time as a head coach. It it would have been hard to see that uh to go from being a head coach and now sitting as an assistant, unless there was no other, you know, you didn't get any job. Then I think, you know, it's a UMass is a tough job. UMass is a tough job because I mean, they, and people our age, if you're our age, when you hear UMass, first thing you think of is Cal Perry, Marcus Camby, Lou Rowe. Right. Traditionally, when WVU was in the A-10 before Cal Perry took the job, they were, the worst team by a mile in that league. Oh, you played UMass. You knew that was a win. Yes. 
I mean, there, it was no question. So he's got his work cut out for him. Because I don't think they've been very good for a while. No, they haven't. They haven't. So then there's a lot of a lot of speculation, a lot of talk about Huggins making a comment to some people that you know the the staff might be sh- shaken up. Um, Believe yeah. it when I see it, Yost. I agree. I agree. Um, if if again, this is about secondhand information, thirdhand information passed down, but a little rumor mill, a little rumor mill that you know. It was because of Larry Harrison that a couple people have entered the portal and and, and left. Um, I mean, if if that is true, and you got kids leaving I, again, I don't think that the kids should dictate. But when you're losing experience, you're losing a team that's coming back next year. That's going to be bare bones. I mean, we we thought this year was bad. I'm worried that if we, you know. If we don't start hitting the portal and getting some of these D one transfers, we're in trouble. I think we're going to, you know, because I I don't think I think I think the days of going out and getting those JUCO kids are over. I think there's a diamond in the rough with some JUCO kids, but it depends on the situation. As it stands right now, where our roster has been depleted mostly by graduation, then the two. Cottrell and Bridges transferring. We can't wait on JUCOs for a year. No. Just can't do it. Just numbers. You can't do it. And, I mean, if you had a re- returning group, a group that had been like sophomores and they're coming up, I could see putting a few guys in there. But our situation right now, we need people who have played at the D1 level. I don't care if it's lower D1. I don't get caught up in that because a lot of – like Baylor had – guys from one guy was from, from Fairmont Pres- Presbyterian then they got a guy from uh, Fairmont I want grown men right guys that have been in weight programs for a year or two maybe three and my biggest thing is I want guys who know how to play I'm sick of waiting and seeing these guys not get it it's basketball it's not that complicated right. basketball is not football football Kids growing up, there's certain things they can't do. They can't run an air raid offense. They don't have the arm strength. You know what? Mm-hmm. Like in youth football, even through high school, I've watched high school teams around West Virginia run the spread offense, and it's like, what are you doing? Right. Basketball doesn't change. It's the same. The players get bigger and stronger and faster the further you go up the ladder. But a 2-3 zone is a 2-3 zone. The way to beat a 2-3 zone in youth basketball the same as the way you beat a two three zone in right. in college. So a ball screen's a ball screen, a screen's a screen, a pick's a pick, a exactly. roll's a roll. You know, it, it it just blows my mind the the caliber of player that we recruit in terms of their knowledge of basketball, and it's yeah. it's awful. It's been awful for two or three years now, and, and, and people will sit here and complain. Say it's NIL, it's this, it's that. I said no, you know, it's it's got nothing to do with NIL deals. It's all, it's just all. Well, I mean, it's all coaching and the kids. You know, some kids don't want to put in the work. 
you know, other other kids think, you know, might think they're better than what they are and transfer, you know, thinking they're going to transfer to these bigger schools and, you know, I mean, ask, uh, oh, what's his name? Deshaun Miller. <laughs> Treshawn Miller. You know, ask, he's the, um, it, that's the example I would hold up to every kid. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about transferring, which I doubt they even go to the coaches anymore and, and want to have a conversation. I would say they just get on Twitter. They don't have family. to. They don't have. I mean, and that's what I said. I can't walk. You know, I I can just quit my job and quit showing up. But you know, I I would at least have enough respect for my bosses and the administration I work for to walk up and say, here's my notice. Here's why I'm leaving, you know? And, and I think, I think some of these kids would benefit because again, they're kids. I, I disagree with that. Yost. I don't think they're kids anymore. They act like they are professional athletes when they're getting recruited in high school. Right. But I'm talking the maturity level. Oh, well, and sometimes it takes, you know, an irrational mind to be talked to rationally, you know. And I think someone like Neil Brown, you know, Huggins, Maisie, those type of guys would sit here and say, give me 10 minutes. Talk to me. Let's process this out. Just to have a conversation. Right. Let's process why, why do you want to go? Yeah. Let's, let's process this. And if by the end of this conversation – you still want to transfer, great. And that's the only thing that I I think with this whole transfer thing, I mean, back in the day, the school used to quote-unquote own you. They got to decide and where, they would release where you. you would go, if they would release you or not. And, and now, you know, they changed that, which I think they should have. But I still think the kid should have to go to the coach. The coach shouldn't find out on Twitter that a kid's leaving. You should at least I would have say to come some in. of them do the right thing and go in there and talk to them, and then others are just like, "I'm out of here" on Twitter, and it's a yeah. complete shock. And it's which, probably do you want those guys in your program anyway? Probably not. No. They're probably just not great teammates, I would assume. And I'm, I just, it's here. Deal with it. I'm sick of the complaining about it. It's your job as right. the coaches to figure this out. Yeah, you're making four million. Plus. And it's not all it's cracked up to be. I think everyone looks at the number of football players that have transferred from West Virginia, and they see it as such a negative, like the, the sky is falling, you know, everything's on fire, and I don't. I mean, Josh Samito left, Chandler Samito. Mm-hmm. You know why he left? No. I think he's he left because his playing time is about to significantly get reduced because that kid – we brought in who originally went to Syracuse. Oh, Lee, yeah. Um, I can't pronounce his last name. I know who you're talking but about. But apparently they're raving about him in workouts and preseason. They say he's already a leader. Guy's going to come on the field. Whose minutes, whose snaps are he? is he going to take? Right. Chandler's. Chandler's yeah. tomatoes. Now, Chandler was a good linebacker against the run, but he struggled in coverage. And that's what I when I see this stuff. Same thing with Winston Wright. I know he left. I would say that. Maybe they had a talk with him and said, uh, you're good. Yeah. But you're Prather, not consistent. Yeah. Prather's going to start taking your or minutes. Not, pra- not Prather. Um, Reese. Oh, yeah. Reese, Reese Smith. Smith. So these guys haven't gotten it done. I mean, people flip out about the guys leaving, but the guys leaving, I mean, to, 
in my honest opinion, haven't gotten it done. Same goes for basketball. Cottrell, analytic, analytically, was the worst player in the Big 12. Right. Just awful. Granted, I don't think he was ready. I mean, physically, I, he was cleared to play. But if you've watched him, I mean, he was almost scared to jump. Which, look, I blew my knee out coming off, you know, all that. I couldn't imagine going out and being a D1 athlete and trying to. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm. I think I don't think just he, the mental aspect is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I don't think mentally he was ready. Defensively, when you are constantly out of position and not knowing who to guard or who to switch, that that's more to me than that tells me more than like an injury. Yeah, he doesn't well, know how to play. Yeah. I hated losing control, but I hated more so losing Bridges. But Bridges, you know, we just griped about being 16 and 17 or 15 and 16. How many games did we lose by? Less than ten points, where we just blew it down the stretch. A lot, a lot. Who was the most inconsistent player on the team? Bridges. Is that a guy you can depend on? Is that a guy who wants to be a superstar? Because I sure as hell didn't see it. He's got all the talent in the world, and he's on the top of the transfer list. But that got checked out more than just about anybody on the team. Yeah, and he was really bad at the end of the season. That that's the part. That's the part that bothered me with this whole team. Was it seemed like ninety eight percent of them checked out? You know, the one guy that I that to me never checked out, played his heart out every time he was on the floor or sitting on the bench, was Gabe. You say that though. After he got ejected, he disappeared. He got in a doghouse, and he was. He didn't play well for three or four games after that. Didn't do much. It's just a badly constructed team, and it was the coaching was even worse. I mean, McNeil and Sherman got ran down at the end of the year. If you would have played uh, Kobe and Seth earlier, just giving them six, seven minutes in a game, just to give those guys a rest, could have been different. But for whatever reason, we didn't do that. And I'll never understand that. McNeil and Sherman were top – Top five, both of them were top five in the league in minutes. McNeil, I think, was second, and it, it showed at the end of the year. Yeah, it, it, but here's the thing. I mean, McNeil did what he was supposed to against the lesser teams. Big 12, I mean, he also kind of disappeared. Yeah, he had a couple bad games, but, he, you know, he needed someone to get him the ball, and we didn't have that. Well, well, well right. I mean. So it's just all the way around every – it was a bad team, yeah. Just when you look at it, it was I, just... I, ta- in terms of talent, though, we we should have been in the tournament. You can't tell me we shouldn't have been in the tournament. The town. You compare us to Iowa State and TCU. Yeah. It's no excuse. Well, so, I mean, honestly, we're right there with Texas Tech. Yeah. They know how to play, though. Right. Different and, deal. And we didn't. Nope. We, so, we had guys who didn't play hard either, which is unacceptable. Speaking of knowing how to play... Glenville State, national champs. Incredible. I watched the game. I watched that over NCAA basketball. I was impressed, and I think we should make her the head coach. And I didn't at first. I'll tell you why. Conventional wisdom says go get the lady out of Boston College. She checks all the boxes. She's worked her way up the coaching ladder, so to speak. She's from West Virginia. Um but this 
lady of Glenville, Kim Stevens, in my opinion, is a superstar in the making. Oh, I think so, too. I think so, too. In West Virginia basketball, Mike Carey won. Didn't matter. We never there were there was no attendance. Only time they would have any kind of crowd was when like they played Baylor with Brittany Griner, who's right. in Russia in jail. Disappeared. Yeah. Um that's a whole other story. I think but, I think this Kim Stevens from Glenville, I think you would have buy in from the fans. I, I really think do. so too. And and here's the thing about Kim. She's young. You know, we're sitting here preaching that the old the old style coaching, quote unquote. You know, your Carey, your Huggins, your Coach K's, your Roy Williams. There's a reason why these older guys are leaving. Because the game has evolved and it's kinda kinda passed them by the the time. I don't think the game has. I think the kids have. Yes. Kids are more yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. the kids are not You've got to find a way to coddle and and, and yeah. and relate easier and i think it's harder for your 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 older coaches that have been in the game for years you know growing up in the 90s where shit man 70s 80s, and 80s yeah and yeah you know being able to yell and chew an ass to get the product you want and now it's more so you have to you've got to change your coaching style based on the kid you're dealing with instead of the players and the kids adapt to your coaching style. I think what we just talked about, transfers, kind of giving up and leaving, having that option readily available to you, I think that's more – I don't think kids mind getting their ass chewed. I think kids like being coached. But part of coaching is getting a kid to not quit because it's going to be hard. All these kids are girls, men's, women's, whatever. All these guys are superstars mm-hmm. when they come out of high school. Right. And they think that they're going to come in and dominate against – there's a big difference between an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old. Like oh. physically, mentally, especially when they've been in a program for, what, three years? Yeah. And they come up, and it's tough. It's hard. They don't come out there, and they don't get the shots they used to get. And everyone's better. And you have to get these kids to buy in. And a lot of them are like, well, you know, went to West Virginia, but could have gone to Ohio State or whatever, just any other university who recruited them. Man, I, if I were there, I'd be playing right now. I know I would have. I messed up. So yeah. in the past, you had to sit out a year. And – the coach, they had to release you. Yep. Most of them did. That was normally never a problem. But, I mean, there were instances. I remember Phil Martelli would not release a guy from St. Joe's, and it was a big deal. It was a big, yeah. Yeah. And because and that's where the whole thing where the coach can leave tomorrow, but I'm, exactly. I have to be stuck here. So, the option to leave is right there. Yeah. And they think the grass is greener on the other side. And a lot of times it's not. If you look at the numbers of the transfer portal, a lot of kids, especially if you go down a little bit lower than like a power five, they don't end up anywhere. They're out of school. It's I, I forget the exact percentage, but it is a lot higher than I would have thought. I'm trying to think, talking about the, you know, carrying the girls. I mean, we were all up there with the Boulder sisters, and and they would get a decent crowd to Dude, watch. They've, they've never drawn. Ever. To watch. Well, but I'm just saying, 
I never went. I I hate to say this, but I never went to a game. Did ever. you not? No, hell no. They were ter- I I went to school in two thousand. It took Mike Carey. It took Mike Carey three or four years to turn that thing around. I'd go watch Kate and Meg. The the years that they were up there together, and then you know, and then Kate graduated, and it was still Meg playing. I mean, I'd I'd go up. I'd go to the games and watch you know watch them. Now I haven't. And then they used to, when they would play Marshall down here at the uh, convention center, civic center, whatever it's called now, when the women would play, then the men would play after. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd go to that because why not? I mean, if I'm paying for the ticket and the women are playing before the men, you know, you might as well go ahead and watch. But I don't know. I, I, I think I think Kim Stevens might be a uh, – a little diamond in the rough. I think that we need to get her up to Morgantown. And what's the risk? There isn't one. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I'm trying to think here. The the, the risk reward is the reward is so much higher. Absolutely. Because I think she's. A, I'll be honest with you. I after they won, I read up on her a little bit and watched her a little bit on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Watch her get interviewed. Watch her kind of go through that. Like she's polished. She's ready to go. Oh, there's no doubt. She's, she's just a, a phone call. She away. is a future superstar and. I think if if West Virginia does not hire her, and this is nothing against the other candidate, she sounds like she's a really good coach too. But back to risk reward, mm-hmm. risk is minimal. Not a whole lot of buying from fans anyway. It's not like they draw a whole lot, right? I I hate to say this, but most people don't care, and that kind of sucks because they work just as hard as the guys do. But think about it. She she comes up here and starts running that press. Mm-hmm. Run I'll tell that, you another thing. Run that press and, and, and getting a name out there. People are going to start flocking. People want to watch that style. Right. They want to watch the aggression. They want to watch the fast pace. They want to watch yeah. the action. And Maybe maybe not. I might be wrong. I might I be wrong. I, th- but I, th- I think, think people, she's something special. I, th- I think we need... You need to swing for the fence. Right. And I think, she, I think she's a home run hire. Yeah. I mean, if you bring in this other person and she goes to the NCAA tournament every year, kind of like Carrie. Carrie always had so many injuries and just bad luck. And they would lose in the second round. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people forget he won the big 12 regular season and a tournament. Right. So he, he did a really good job, but no one ever cared. That's, that's the shitty thing about it. And, with the Press Virginia – people, our fans can't get over Press Virginia. No. Press Virginia's been gone for four years. And right. That's all you fucking hear about. Like, why aren't we pressing? Why aren't we doing this? Plug her in there. See what she can do. And if she, she flops, okay. Yeah. I I don't think she's going to. I don't think she's going to either. I think she's a superstar. I think – Look at what she's recruited and what she's done to Glenville. Okay. I mean, I don't know anything about D2 recruiting, you know. Well, but, but I'm just saying, I mean, well, I mean, you've got to do a little bit of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But what I mean. She had D, a D1 transfer, or two or, I think, two or three D1 yeah. transfers, I believe. But think of this. She's doing that at Little Glenville, which most people know once you get off the interstate on 79, you've still got a 40-minute drive out to the school. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's. I've never been there. Have you not? No. It, it's, it's nice, but it's like a, just. Nothing. I mean, you just drive out, and the school's like out in the Or there's of the a woods. subway. There is a subway. And that's it. And there's the 79er Lounge uh, right the there Barnesville. off the, yeah, right off the interstate. But um, what, what do you have to lose here? 
Nothing. Honestly. I think she is a home run hire. I do, too. And, and I, I think, didn't think that. I was like, because uh, we first started texting about it, I was like, nah, we're going to get the, the lady from, from Boston, Boston College, which that would still be a good hire. But Right. But I I think I think you need to, if I was Shane Lyons, which, heaven forbid, because I'm sure I'd screw everything up with the way I think, but... I'd take the. I'd have someone take the two resumes before I saw them, and remove the name, and, and try to figure out based based off this. I mean, you kind of have to take the D two national championship out because it'd give it away who that was. But based on, I've got a. I've got someone from D two, and then I got someone that's coming from Boston College. I've got an in state girl. Well, the other one's from Weirton. Well, yeah, but I mean, right now it's oh. still in state. Yeah. Well, and her name's got, she's got a buzz around her name right now. Doesn't hurt that she's attractive either. No, she's a very beautiful woman. Yeah. But dude, she go, is go watch smart. Her, go watch her on listen, YouTube. Right. Yeah. Listen to her talk. Yeah. Listen to her talk. She knows her shit. She knows the game. And you take you take someone like her, and put her up at WVU. I mean, look what Nikki Izzo's done with the soccer team. She started Wesleyan. Stratford. Yeah. Mike Carey was a Weaviac guy. I know right. it's not the Weaviac anymore, but. No, but it's the same school. Same just, mostly, just yeah. Just changed. I'm, I'm convinced that if we do not hire her, she ends up. She's going to go somewhere, and and, yeah. and then I think we'll regret it. Yes. So, so totally Shane. Totally agreed. Shane, I know you're listening to this. I know you listen to this podcast every week. Go hire Kim Stevens. Be a great move. Go hire Kim Stevens. I mean, it's a risk, but the reward. Here's the thing. But what? But what actually, coach hire? What it's coach not a hire? Risk. If what we, coach hire isn't a risk? Yeah, if we suck for three years, no one's going to care. Who, but what coach hire isn't yeah. a risk? You're, no, you're Dana right. Dana Holgerson, Neil Brown, Neil Brown. Yeah, you know, uh, Dan Dockich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all risks. Yeah, you were great at your craft over here, but can you translate it here? A lot of, yeah, there's so many variables. So, but like you said, risk reward. I think the reward outweighs the risk, Big and you time. just, you punch the ticket and go. I don't think there's any risk. I'll be honest with you. No, the, the only risk is if she ends up at another. D one school and, starts and you made the mistake and you yeah and you passed yeah. on her yeah there's your risk mm -hmm. so speaking of risk we've got some pretty good news to pass along I mean I I don't think we need to take a break I think we can just yeah that's keep, fine keep rolling through this um we're uh <laughs> it threw me off whenever I got a Facebook message from these people. They're icons. They are icons. Morgantown icons. Been in the game forever. Largest selection of WVU gear in the state for men, women, kids, plus memorabilia, souvenirs, and textbooks. Pretty sure they got a Rat Rogers jersey, don't they? They have a banner. They got a Rat Rogers banner. Yeah. It's going to be on the wall soon. Well, that makes sense since they've been a business since 1934. <laughs> and they've got two locations on Wiley Street and the downtown Evansdale or the Evansdale campus on Patterson Drive. Right next the, to Kroger. Right next to it. That's right. We're talking about the book exchange. The book exchange has reached out and is going to uh, 
right now exclusively sponsor the uh, summer portion of our show. That being said, for all our listeners, uh, they're also giving you 25% off. It can't be used with anything else. All you got to do is use code section 304. You get 25% off. There will be some exclusions on some items, but... Hey, if you're buying Nike shit, why not do it through a hometown? It's same price everywhere. Right, shop local. Shop local. Get it from them. That's... You know, it's you can the also gear's get, all the same. Right. You can get off bookexchangewd.com. Yeah. They have stuff you can't get other places either. Right. Hey, I, I make a trip to the book exchange before every game. I, last basketball game I went to, this is not, I'm not lying. You can put a lie detector test up to me right now, a polygraph. Stopped in there. Almost bought the Rat Rogers banner. <laughs> almost. I didn't just, I'm going to order it online though. <laughs> That that place is a staple, a Morgantown staple. Well, and I, mean, I don't know how they – got to think that they – the whole textbook game's changed, and they're still there. Right. So, go down, see our, our friends at the uh, book exchange. Use tell, the code. Tell Jonathan Fleming we said hi. Boys from Section 304. Now, I'm not sure. I will have to ask about – if they if they would mention it in store if they get anything, I'd imagine I'd imagine if you would mention yeah, it in store. Yeah, check that out. So, but we're looking forward to hopefully having a long relationship with the book exchange. This uh, even if even if they don't, I mean, support that place. Oh, absolutely. I've, Especially I mean, when if you're going to get a Nike pullover that you could get anywhere else, just go ahead and order it from them. Yeah, what's you know, like you said, same price. Yep. You use code section three oh four, you get twenty five percent off. But it's hard to believe I mean, we got that I got that Facebook message and a not direct text said, Yeah, let's check Facebook. <laughs> I was like, What? And their uh one of their marketing directors had reached out and said that she stumbled across our podcast and been listening to the show and then liked it and it's it's hard to believe that, I mean, we're just a bunch of three idiots that sit around and bitch about how we do things different, and <laughs> and <laughs> got we're all washed up athletes and no D one experience, and I'm coaching high school baseball. You're coaching six year old soccer that you know nothing about. Zero. Ted Lasso played uh, soccer at the Y in first grade in kindergarten. And hated it because I wanted to play goalie to change shirts and get the gloves. Uh, Never got to do it. I'm a gear guy. I like hey, may, gear. Maybe like you, when I was a kid, I, I played catcher. Uh-huh. The only reason I wanted to play catcher was all to the wear, wear all the shit. Yeah. So Hey, maybe reach out to the book exchange, see if they got coaching soccer for dummies. <laughs> so, no, we're looking forward to this uh, this partnership with the book exchange. It's uh, It's going to be good. And like I said... It's going to be, they're going to be our sponsor for the summer. So you're going to hear us talk about them a lot. We're going to push their stuff a lot. Hopefully, uh, I'm pretty sure they're uh, also going to start sharing our podcast on, on their stuff. Go go get 25% off. Well, I'm going to. Yeah. So. so that being said, what about football? What are you hearing, Yost? I've, I've not really, I know they just, how long have they been doing practice? What, 
is they've had what, a week or, or two, like three or four. Yeah. So so I saw them out in the snow yesterday. I guess they moved it indoors. Yeah, I guess uh, from what I'm being told, the best arm out there, Garrett Green. The strongest arm out there, Garrett Green. Uh, Nico's looking good. Nico's just just like any other freshman, though. Just that speed of the game. But from what I'm hearing about his IQ is very smart. Like, there were times that he should have been sacked, and he's smart enough to throw the ball away. Something's not there. He's he's known, He's been scrambling out, tossing. It, this question was posed to me, and I want to see it. I should. Uh, it'd be nice to have Dere here to have him answer this too. So, what happens first? Neil Brown announces a starter, or one or two of the quarterbacks in that room announce a transfer before a starter. I announced. don't think he'll announce a starter until the until the end of fall camp. That's what I'm thinking. Why and, would you? And I'm thinking that one or two will already announce that they're transferring. Before you think before, two would transfer, one or two. I mean, it, if JT Daniels comes in, if if we get JT Daniels, Green and Crowder are both are probably gone. Who's number two? I'm, I'd say right now they're all number one. I don't know. We're not going to know this till the end. I, I want to see the spring game. Yeah. I just Daniels can't enroll until the summer, right? Right. He's going to graduate. Right. He's going. He's he's graduating from Georgia, but he can announce where he's going before the summer. I'd take him in a heartbeat. I know a lot of people. Look here. Here's the thing, and I know a lot that. of people were saying, "Well, if we get JT Daniels, then Nico leaves." I don't think so. Neil's got to win now. Right. Right. I mean, right now. Even, even the excuse of he's a freshman quarterback isn't going to fly. Especially if... You go up to Pitt, opening game, lay an egg. You lose to Virginia Tech by laying an egg. Uh, I mean... The the whole thing is predicated on if we play Nico, it would be getting better, being really good at the end of the year. Right. That's a big risk. There's so many variables. People get hurt. We'll look at a uh, uh, what's his name from Oklahoma, Caleb uh, Williams. Caleb Williams, he looked great until he didn't, and then he struggled. I think and there was there's turmoil going on there. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I think there was but, turmoil all summer up there. But you saw you you saw the five star true freshman, then you saw. The downside of the five-star true freshman of, you know, looking lost and not, not looking there. And that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get with Nico. That's what you're going to get with any freshman. It's a different game. It's a different speed. You're yeah, can you wait six games for right. a guy to pick everything up? Right. Are you well, okay, shit, man? Are you okay with being 0-6? I don't think that would happen. I don't think it does either, but that's a risk you run possibly starting – is you know the only the only thing we've really got coming back with any years on them is our O line and D line. 
That's huge, though. Right. That's the mark. Every every good team has is good up front. That's why I'm optimistic. Now, you know, like you said, giving Nico half a season to kind of put it together, which could happen. Same with Crowder. Maybe Crowder wins a job. I don't know. Or fucking Green. Who knows? Green hadn't played a whole lot. You don't know anything, what he can do running an offense. I mean, he was a gimmick player last year. JT Daniels played in uh, Harold's offense at Southern Cal, I believe. I believe that's correct. He did. And he's a seasoned guy. I think he would have started for Georgia, but he's been injured. He's kind of snake bit with injuries. But that's a guy who's played major college football. Right, he lost. He's his, played at Southern Cal in Georgia. Right, he 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 lost his job at Georgia because he got hurt. So he can play. I mean, I would want him. Honestly, uh, I don't think I don't think Brown can afford to wait because if we don't win eight or nine games this year, and that's a lot. I mean, that's that's a tall order with what we have. If you look at us on paper, you're like, there's no way that's ever going to happen. Right, but this year four. How long does this guy get? Yeah, it's, how it, long is his leash right now? It's getting shorter. It's and getting shorter. shorter, but I mean, he's coming into nut up or shut up time, right? And he, well, you know, he basically got forced, and maybe he did it on his own. But you can't tell me he wasn't told getting an offensive coordinator in here. Well, rumor this is the garbage. The rumor I've been told was that he had a meeting with Lions, but prior to the meeting with Lions, he had already talked with Graham Harrell. And and admitted the shortcoming was on him, you know. Now I know a lot of people that when I've told them that they're like, "Well, of course he he's worried about his job." I was like, "I think it's more than that," you know. Yeah, Neil doesn't want to lose his job. Neil doesn't want to get fired, but his reputation of, you know, I think it takes big balls to say, "Look, we've had good good teams in areas, and I'm to blame for some of the for." a major downfall of the offense. I tell you what, in a business full of guys who have egos the size of the outsized egos, yeah. yeah. And that's part of the job. You got to have that. But for him to admit that he was the problem, and I believe him. I, I think he's genuine. I don't think he was Here's a sheet of paper. You say what, you know. Yeah. Lines Told no. him to say this. He's an analytic guy. He knew the numbers yeah. and he saw where the numbers were. I and think he he's, saw whose fault I think it he's was. being genuine. I don't think he's full of shit. No. And and it's hard. Here's what I'm the, saying. It's hard when you're the play caller and you're used to calling the plays, and then now you're the head coach. The head coach has so much more responsibilities. It's hard to do yeah. everything. Not very many guys can call no. plays and coach. No. I mean. Hogerson called plays. We were always pretty good on offense. How about special teams and D, though? Yeah. Lacking. Right. You got to have – there's so many details, attention to detail. And Clock here's management. my question. Neil has done everything right, in my right. opinion, except win. And that's the you know biggest thing. Winning isn't the only thing – or winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Vince right. Lombardi. Um When's that going to pay off for us, though? It's got to now. I think so. I th- I think it's going to. I-, I think if we were to get JT Daniels, we could win eight or nine games. I think so. We could beat Pitt out of the gate. I don't know if we can do that with a freshman quarterback, though. 
I don't know if I'm willing to run that risk. Run that risk. I mean, you know, Mountaineer fans of a certain age will remember Major Harris his freshman year struggled through the first four or five games, and then they and cranked then it, up, it up. Right, cranked it up, and then there were pretty high expectations for the next year because you could see the talent and I mean the ascension of that team was yes. incredible but we haven't seen that from Neil no it's been the same thing and we haven't finished very well same issues all three years the offense has just been completely putrid and it's got to change this year can't be you can't win in this league scoring 17 points no. And I know the league's kind of gone more defensive, but I don't think you can win in any league scoring 17 points. You got to score 30 to win. And you can't play not to lose. And and, and I, I feel I feel under under Brown right now that's what we've done. You know, we we get a lead and then we sit here and play not to lose the game, and when you play not to lose, well, I mean, it doesn't work out for you. So I don't think we get much out of spring practice minus the – as fans, minus the the videos and, you know, little – because spring practice will be nothing but coach speak, and rightfully so. Spring doesn't mean a whole right. lot. My, my mantra during spring is please don't get anyone seriously hurt. Right. Get out there, get back in yeah. football shape, get your head right, start, you know, start roughly getting an idea of the, the depth chart. But to me, the depth chart doesn't matter until August. No, you're exactly right. Doesn't so, doesn't matter until week one. Right. So, we'll see. Uh, both, in my opinion, WVU basketball and WVU football is sitting at a crossroad. Yeah. Yeah, it's been – it was a bad year. Right. It sucks watching the. I. It's hard to watch the NCAA tournament when we're not in it. It's been easier to bet and fill out a bracket though. <laughs> <laughs> no dumb head heart picks. No, all head picks. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. like, you. Shit, though, man, I'm in second place in a pool right now. I'm tied. Duke winning it all. I'm tied I with hate third. Duke. I've got Kansas winning it all. I love Duke. Guess who's in first? Who? My wife. Really? Who yeah. she got winning it all? Villanova. Oh, she doesn't. Couldn't. Spellville knows. She has no clue. She watches nothing. Nothing. Never watches anything. She have the hates pe- it. She have the peacocks going very far. No, oh. I don't think so. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing them. Wouldn't that be something? Seeing the peacocks win the whole thing. They keep playing. We want to talk analytics. They've got the best four guards playing in the NCAA tournament. Numbers wise, they. On paper, they can do it. Now, now's when they're who they beat in the second round. The, their second round was. I don't remember. I can't either. Um, my point is, it's not a fluke at when you do it three times. When no. you beat Kentucky, Purdue, I don't know who they beat. I mean, it's a either a seven or a ten, so it's a pretty good. Power five school, I would say. It's yeah. not a fluke. It's not a fluke. They've got I mean, they're they're a good team. Um it's they beat in the second round 
UCLA. No, that was St. Mary's. Murray State. Murray State. Murray State, a good team. Yeah. 15-7. So, I mean. I don't think they're going to win. The Fighting Peacocks. No, I, I think Cinderella's clock strikes 12 uh, in the Final Four. I don't think they go. I don't think they get past the Final Four. But, shoot, you're, I mean, you're a 15 seed. Not, not that I'm. Or sorry, the Elite Eight. I don't think they make it to the Final Four, but shoot, you're a 15 seed. And you're gonna you're, have you're not you're not supposed to make it out of day one. CBS and the NCAA. Uh, let's put our tin foil hat on here. St. Peter's is playing North Carolina. North Carolina wins. You know who they play? Duke. Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't expect a lot of whistles yeah. today, St. Peter's. I can tell you that right now. Do you think? The money people don't want that matchup now. <laughs> Coach K's last Coach K's year. last year. Coach K's last year, a tobacco road rivalry game. Played to go to the to the final four. No, the national or the national championship, sorry. Come on. <laughs> I think North Carolina will pound them honestly. I think so. North too. Carolina's pretty athletic. They got a lot better at the end of the year too. They're peaking at the right time. Yeah, I I think, and then I think that what well, Kansas plays Missouri or plays uh, Miami, right? Yeah, the Kansas should win. Kansas should. Kansas win. has a long track record of blowing these kind of games, though. Yeah. When you think they're a shoe into Final Four, so hopefully I have Kansas in my Final Four too. I got, I got Kansas, Duke beating Kansas in the championship. I had I think I had Gonzaga losing to Kansas. Man, Gonzaga. Whew. Yeah, man. I thought they were the best team, and Mark I, was, Few, uh, I was wrong. Mark, Mark Few, you, if you if you followed around on Twitter, his seat just got hot. <laughs> I was like, "You're you're a mid major." I mean, come on. Even though, uh, no, they're not a mid. You can't call him a mid major anymore. I don't care what anyone says. That's the top three program in the country right now. Yeah, now, the top program in my opinion right now is Villanova. Yeah. And you know what? I've always liked Jay Wright. Yeah, he does a great – hey, guess what? Guess what Villanova doesn't have? Transfers. Yeah. Same with yep. – Can- most of the guys on Kansas have been there for three or four years. Right. And Duke, I mean, now, Duke I mean, has – Kansas, Kansas with, with some Adidas money, but, I mean, that would keep – Yeah, it helps. That would keep anyone anywhere. It helps. But Duke, even Duke, most I think most of their guys have played there. They have the superstar freshman who, in my opinion, is the best player in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. He's incredible. I'll tell you that being being a sports softy, I wouldn't mind seeing Duke win it all and seeing Coach K get to go out. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that don't like Coach I K. Duke. I hate Duke with but, a passion. I mean, what what better way for a Hall of Fame coach to go out on your last, you think he stays retired? Yeah, I, he's doesn't Tom I Brady think, it? No, I I really think I, I really do think that he's got health issues. I you watching, know what? watching I was, him walk exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I noticed last night. I was like, man. I mean, he's still sharp, but like just watching him, he labors when he talks too. Yes, like his voice is so. It sounds like he's sick. Yeah. Now he's he's seventy five, but can you continue to? coach at this level and i would say most of most of the grunt work type of stuff the assistants are doing right which you would want you would want john shire doing that because he's this is his show next year right so i i 
I don't. I don't think. Yeah, you're just there for name, and 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 to enjoy your last ride. Send send him out with a a big championship. You know, and then he gets to do the Roy Williams thing. I mean, Roy Williams is living his best life, just like I mean his trip to the WVU Coliseum. You know, I mean he. Roy said that that he had always wanted to come up to the Coliseum. He had always wanted to watch a game in the Coliseum. And it's unbelievable that in his whole career had never been up there. So. Be nice if we got out of the Big 12. Yeah. And into the ACC. ACC. I don't know if anybody knows this, but we're 5-0 against UNC all time. I know. So. But we don't have that good of a record against Duke. No. <laughs> Helps when you have Jerry West, too. Correct. So, well, all right. that keep- being said, hey, don't forget Section 304 code at the Book Exchange. Go down and tell Jonathan Fleming and all the guys down at the Book Exchange that you listen to the show, get you a little discount, get you some WVU gear, and get geared up for uh, – If you got a man cave, get a Rat Rogers banner. Yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be one there's hanging up here soon. There's going to be one soon, very soon. So – Especially with that, if I can use that discount. Yeah, you can. Might have a Rat Rogers and a Jerry West. Ooh. I might just get the whole fucking, all of them. Just and have a. Just a banner. Just like the Boston Garden, just retired numbers. We need to get wall. more retired. Definitely need a Major Harris. We definitely need a Major Harris. So, well, I guess we'll uh, we'll see y'all next week. It's been fun. <laughs>